Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. It's Tuesday morning, the 7th, it's April 7th, and it's day 175 of the quarantine. <laughs> Just kidding. That's what it feels like, though. Um, hey, I am back. We are back with the Bible Reading Plan podcast, and uh, we've got Matt Yant here as our guest, lead pastor of Victory Point Ministries extraordinaire. And Matt, how long have you been at Victory Point? Uh, boy, I, I think it's uh, coming up on 16 years this summer. Okay. How did you first get involved with Victory Point? Oh, boy. It was uh, Steve Rusticus invited me to have lunch with him at the Crazy Horse uh, back in 2004. And um, I had known of Steve. Actually, he had worked at the church I was working at at that time. And, uh, but we were never contemporaries together. Um, and he just uh, shared with me a little bit about Victory Point and how they were on the search for a youth pastor and uh, wondered if that's something that would turn my head. And it, it totally did. Um, and uh, as I heard more about who Victory Point was and the kind of church they were trying to be and got to know the team, um, boy, it's the best, one of the best decisions I've ever made is saying yes to that invitation. I'm, I'm so humbled and blessed to be part of the Victory Point family. Yeah. And you, you've raised your family at Victory Point basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Boy, Reese would have been six years old. JC was four and Levi was two when we came to Victory Point. Hmm. What do you wish you could tell yourself uh, back then? I mean, it's a different leadership context when you mm-hmm. first joined Victory Point. How, how, would, how would you talk to your old version of yourself before you started working at Victory Point? Oh boy, that's a great question. One I'm not prepared for, uh, but <laughs> one, you know, I, I think just as I've kind of grown and matured over the years, I would want to remind myself um, uh, to just make the main thing, the main thing, you know, just uh, make disciples. Uh, uh-huh. I, I think in my early days, especially like um, I, I was so focused on so many things that weren't necessarily discipleship, uh, but were important to me at the time. And, um, you know, I, I look back with, with clarity and realize like, I mean, it's just about relationships. It's just about loving God and loving people. And, uh, if you can just do that well, um, kind of the great commandments, uh, and then the great commission as well, um, just center on those things, make the main thing, the main thing. Yeah, that's good. Simplicity mm-hmm. kind of returning back to what's the most important. Mm-hmm. Well, today we're going to be reading from the Bible reading plan, and we're reading from John 12, verses 20 through 36. Um, Matt, do you mind if I take this? Yeah, and I can read it, and then we can just reflect on it. All right, John 12, verse 20. Now, among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew, then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. 
Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life will lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it's for this reason that I come into the world. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is this judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. The crowd answered him, We have heard from the law that the Messiah remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Jesus said to them, The light is with you for a little longer. Walk while you have the light, so that darkness may not overtake you. If you walk in the darkness, you do not know where you are going. While you have the light, believe in the light, so that you may become children of light. After Jesus had said this, he departed and hid from them. Hmm. That's good. So what do you think, Matt? Yeah, I, I think um, what I would say initially is uh, th- there's some hard teaching in here. And uh, this is um, a hard passage in some ways. And uh, I'm not exactly sure what to say, um, but I'll just start with some of the things that get my attention. One being... Um, you know, we've been journeying through the Gospel of John a lot in our Bible reading plan, and um, this theme of glory just keeps showing mm-hmm. up in my, you know, in in lots of places. Like, you know, when we're recording this podcast today, you know, we're we're back in the stories like, um, you know, Jesus healing the the blind man, you know, in the pool, or, um, you know, uh, Jesus, you know, raising Lazarus from the dead. And there's there's little verses in each of those stories where Jesus kind of hints that some of these things have happened so that God's glory, you know, may be put on display. And it seems like, like we're, we're, we're now drawing close to the culmination of that glory uh, in the cross. You know, when, when Jesus says, you know, Father, glorify your name. And then the, the Father's voice from heaven says, I have glorified it and I will glorify it again. I mean, there's just the, the, that theme of glory just seems to be important to John. And that's, that's one thing I noticed right away. Yeah, glory, uh, another word for glory. I mean, glory is talking about light, mm-hmm. you know, like the Shekinah glory of the temple. Um, and John is uh, like almost obsessed with light, the image mm-hmm. of light, become children of light. While you have the light, believe in the light. Uh, you know, Jesus is the light of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a theme. And for for this, you've got Greeks, Gentiles mm-hmm. um, coming to worship and I feel like Jesus is saying like the glory of God is going to be for not just the Jews, but for the Gentiles. And that means for you and me Mm -hmm. um, who are benefits of that beneficiaries of that. So I see some of that. Um, But the passage that really grabbed me um, was where these passages like 25 through 27, those who love their life, lose it. And those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Mm-hmm. And then this part, 
Now my soul is troubled. And what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it's for this reason that I've come to this hour. Hmm. Father, glorify your name. But that, that part where he's talking about his soul being troubled, he's just talked about how his disciples, the people who are going to be with him forever, are the ones who are willing to lose their life, um, the ones who are willing to hate their life. Mm-hmm. And then he's talking about his soul being troubled because he knows he's going to be on the way to the cross. I mean, he's talking about being lifted up. Um, so for me, I, I hear that and I'm, I'm just thinking about so many of my prayers, uh, talk, asking God to save me from something, save me from this hour, um, mm-hmm. keep me from harm, guard me and protect me, which are legitimate prayers. But um, how would I pray differently if I prayed like Jesus, who is like, wait, wait, wait. If I ask God to remove me from this, it would all be for nothing. Mm. You know, this is exactly the reason why I'm here. And so as a Christian, um, no matter what's going on in my life, whatever go- is going on in my community, whatever is going on in our world, um, whatever is going on in our neighbor's lives, um, I could either withdraw and say, Father, save me from this hour. Mm-hmm. God, save me from this stuff. Don't let me get sick. Uh, don't let me lose my job. Uh, don't let me, um, you know, uh, whatever other catastrophe could happen to any of us during any time in our life. Um, uh, am I really, am I praying for God to just save and protect me? Or am I asking God, God, how, what's the reason that I've come to this hour? Mm-hmm. You know, God, how are you going to glorify your name in the midst of of this, how can I enter in and see where your your glory, your light is shining in the midst of this? So um, I see Jesus entering in, even though he's troubled. He's like, yeah, it's I'm troubled. Yes, I'm going to lose my life, um, but I am. This is why I'm here. You know, I wouldn't like Paul's like, um, if you, it, I yeah, I could ask God to take me into heaven right now, but then why am like I want to be with you guys because I want I'm here for a reason, you know. So, just having that sense of purpose, the sense of God has sent me here for a reason, sense of endurance for the sake of others, for the sake mm-hmm. of the gospel. Mm-hmm. So that was the part that was kind of sticking out to me immediately. That's really good. I mean, it's such a good word. I'm trusting for April seven when this podcast. What do you say? Drops? Is that how? Yeah, you see drops. The lingo? Yeah. When, when this drop. podcast drops on April seven. I'm believing that's going to be a a timely word for that day, but it's such a good word for today when we're recording this, you know, on March 24, uh, when we're in the the beginning of this um, sort of three week shelter at home sort of state of affairs in Michigan and even around the country. Um, You know, it's so tempting to just want to cry out like God save me from this. Um, When um, man, what if that means then giving up, the opportunity to to bring glory to his name in some way, shape, or form, you know, through the way mm-hmm. we live through this, through the way we are willing to die to ourselves, die to our conveniences, to 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 die to um you know to to lose things for mm-hmm. the sake of 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 gaining, you know, the, the revealing of God's light and his glory in our lives and in those around us. I mean, that that I think a pivot verse, you know, as I reflect back on what you read. Um, is verse 24. 
you know, just that imagery, that metaphor, like very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. And I can't help but think of, of Jesus. You know, I'm not saying he, he fell to earth from heaven. I mean, he willingly chose to come from heaven to earth, you know, to enter into our world. But in a sense, like he's given up heaven Mm-hmm. and taking on earth and kind of falling into the earth and um, lives to die, you know, uh, and, and through his death bears eternal fruit for the world, you know, for creation, you know, redeems everything. And, and, and just that is the way to life is death. I mean, we, in kind of the 3D movement that, that we're a part of in, in, as we get discipled and coached, um, you know, we, we talk a lot about how you can't have resurrection life apart from crucifixion. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the, the only way to really fully um, discover resurrection life to its fullest um, has to go through the cross. And the cross is painful. And uh, no one wants to do that. But, but Jesus is saying, you know, if we're willing to really let go of everything, um, to go all in for his sake, um, you will discover life and fruit in light uh, in, in ways you never would and mm-hmm. will. And that, that's just a, it's powerful. I mean, that's just a, that, that verse right there just speaks to me right now. Uh, you mentioned going all in, uh, which reminds me of what you're saying about Mary yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if that's a little picture too of dying to self, of losing your life is mm-hmm. worship, you know, being laying your whole self uh, Mm -hmm. before Jesus and uh, saying, I I don't want my life anymore. I want your life. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't want, I don't want this perfume anymore. I want it to be, um, I want it to adorn you. um, Yeah. Preparing him for his burial, but also she's kind of willing to sacrifice herself. So it's a cool image too. It's it's like, it makes me think then of Romans 12, one and two, you know, to offer your body as a living sacrifice you know, the, the holy and pleasing to God, this is your spiritual act of worship. Um, mm-hmm. That's good. That's yeah. Really good. Cool. Thanks, Matt. Um, tomorrow, we're going to be looking at John 13, verses 21 through 32. So uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow morning and press play, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.